Coming up, the Boston Celtics, absolutely unstoppable, and it seemed like nobody wanted to win in OKC last night. This is Locked On Now NBA. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are Locked On Now. Welcome in. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, the biggest stories in the NBA across the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens. Thank you so much for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. We've got a bunch of games to go over. We have all our Locked On NBA hosts here to do that. But right now we're going to kick things off in Boston where the Celtics destroyed another playoff team in last night's biggest game. The biggest game. The Celtics solidifying themselves as the best team in basketball right now, continuing to beat some of the other best teams in the league by a lot. Utah was Boston's latest victim. Locked on Celtics and Jazz go over how the Celtics got another 28-point win on its resume as we close in on the playoffs. Hey there, John Corral is here from the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics 125-97 win over the Utah Jazz, and I've got David Locke over my shoulder, voice of the Utah Jazz, founder of the Lockdown Podcast Network, just bemoaning a 30-point decimation at the hands of Boston. This was never, never in doubt for Boston. They didn't miss a shot until the four-minute mark of the first quarter. They came out, hit everything like they were getting revenge for that big hot game that Utah had in Utah. The Celtics went up by 20 again. They've won their fifth game in a row. They're 10-1 and in March. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown each had 26. They each do it on less than 17 shots, or 17 shots or less. The Celtics had 37 assists to 13 Utah assists. This was just a beatdown from the start. The Celtics are rolling. What they're doing right now is special. Their defense has been dominant. They blocked 10 shots in a game against Rudy Gobert. They blocked 10 shots to Utah's one, and that one came in garbage time. So the Celtics are rolling. It's just kind of fun to watch right now. The Celtics are doing anything they want and going up by 20 in every game. And I'm going to talk about this. It's a lot of fun on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, and you can watch the show on YouTube. The Utah Jazz were completely dismantled tonight by the Boston Celtics, and I don't even think you can blame the leprechaun in the middle of the floor, but you can blame a Celtics team that is better than anyone else in the NBA right now. David Locke of Locked on Jazz. The Celtics had scored 28 points tonight before they missed a shot. They hit their first 10 shots and led 28-12, to 12, and the game was over virtually. 451 left. Jalen Brown hit in the first quarter. Jalen Brown hit a three. The Celtics were 10 of 10. They were perfect for much of that quarter with an offensive rating of 160. And the Jazz defense was having no impact. While at the same time, the Celtics switching defense, which switches more than anyone in the NBA against the Jazz, stymied the Jazz. They never got above a point of possession of the night. A complete manhandling of the Jazz, 125-97 for more. Go to Lockdown Jazz. 
The Minnesota Timberwolves led the Phoenix Suns all the way up until the end, but it's who's winning at the end that really matters. After all, Minnesota let this one slip away. Locked on Wolves recaps the collapse. Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves here. The Timberwolves fell to the Suns on Wednesday night by nine in a game that the Wolves actually did not trail at all until the fourth quarter. And things unraveled quickly at the end as Devin Booker took the game over. DeAndre Ayton scored a career-high 35 points and pulled down 14 rebounds in a really dominant performance. The Timberwolves tried guarding Ayton with Jared Vanderbilt for much of the game. That did not work out well. Carl Anthony Towns still managed to get himself into foul trouble. And in a game where there were eight technical fouls called, to me, the only real sin that the officials committed, besides being a little too whistle-happy with the technicals, was the way Towns was officiated. Uh, a number of Cats' five fouls were touch fouls at best. And he ended up with in foul trouble for much of the second half and finished with just 15 and 11 in 31 minutes. But make no mistake, DeAndre Ayton was fantastic. Devin Booker was great down the stretch. And the Wolves' big three was kind of non-existent down, or, or I should say really invisible in the final minutes of the game. Uh, no Timberwolves player scored more than 19 points in this game. Ant led the Timberwolves with 19. Nobody had more than that. Uh, so a disappointing finish, to be sure. A game that the Wolves went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the defending Western Conference champs and, and the league's best team this season uh, for uh, roughly 40 of the 48 minutes. It just unraveled at the end. We're going to break it all down. What exactly happened, what the Wolves should have done differently, could have done differently on the post-game podcast. Make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Wolves for all things Timberwolves. Any absence of John Morant continues to not be a problem for the Grizzlies right now as they beat the Brooklyn Nets at home last night. Our Locked on Grizzlies host tells you who's been stepping up in the superstar's place. The Memphis Grizzlies embarked on a very special Wednesday night regular season game, a game that many thought felt like a playoff atmosphere. Sean Coleman here with the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The Nets in town, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant playing at the top of their games. And, of course, the ESPN all-access coverage. Just a very big night for the Grizzlies. It unfortunately did not include, include John Morant on the court. But once again, the Grizzlies without John Morant stepped up and delivered. Despite 43 points from Kyrie and 35 points from Kevin Durant, the Grizzlies were able to find their shooting stroke on a truly historic night. DeAnthony Melton, 6'3", 23 points. Desmond Payne, 6'3", 23 points as well. Becoming only the second duo of Grizzlies ever to have six threes each in a game. But it was Desmond Payne and the Grizzlies as a whole. Desmond Payne setting the new franchise record for single-season threes by a player in a single season, while also contributing to the Grizzlies being able to surpass the team record for most threes in franchise history. A truly historic night. The Grizzlies were able to take on one of the best duos in the NBA and were able to beat them without their star player by shooting the basketball consistently well. One thing that certainly will have to be in their corner when it comes to hopefully advancing in the playoffs. Not that they'll make 19 threes and not that they'll have two players every game who make six threes apiece, but a very big night. This team is certainly at its best with John Morant, but he himself does not define how special this team truly is. A true contender who stood out and showed out tonight, especially from the this and much more on tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. The Nets probably moving past their loss last night pretty quickly because they got some good news as it was all happening. Kyrie Irving will be back with the team full-time very soon, and Locked on Nets has the implications for what that means going into this playoff push. 
The Brooklyn Nets lose to Memphis, but does the Nets fan base really care? Because we are about to get the breaking news of Kyrie Irving being able to play full-time at home at the Barclays Center for the remainder of the season and the playoffs. This objectively came out of nowhere, given all the speculation around the New York City mandate and the athletic performance of Kyrie Irving not being one of the assets Brooklyn was going to be able to use. Now instead, while the short-term prospects are difficult, securing anything above the eighth seed potentially and still being a part of those playing game scenarios, you feel a heck of a lot better going into that battle knowing that Kyrie Irving will be right there alongside Kevin Durant trying to get out of the play and trying to take on the playoff spectrum and bring a new level of fear to anyone in the Eastern Conference who thought Brooklyn was going to be an easy out. Coming up, the Golden State Warriors bounce back to beat one of the best teams in the East. This is Locked On Now NBA. Today's edition of Locked On Now is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out on the market. They're low calorie, low carb, low fat, but high in protein. They taste great too. They're made with 100% real chocolate. They also have some new ones made with protein infused marshmallow and tons of different flavors. So there's lots of stuff. You can always find one that you like. If you head over to Built.com, you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Just make sure you head over and use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% your, off your order at built.com. Welcome back to Locked On Now. I'm Kainani Stevens. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single weekday. The Golden State Warriors made up for a really bad loss on Tuesday by frustrating the Miami Heat in Wednesday's best performance. The best performance. Hold up, hold up, hold up. The Warriors took a tough situation on the court on Tuesday, bounced back big on Wednesday as they took down the Miami Heat. With the recap of the show on the court, Locked On Warriors has more. Cyrus Sots is here with your Locked On Warriors, Locked On Now. Recap what a difference a day makes. Just one day after a colossally disappointing loss to the Orlando Magic, the Warriors bounced back with a 118-104 victory over the Eastern Conference leading Miami Heat. Four players for the Warriors scored 20 or more points, capped by Jordan Poole's 30-point performance. Jonathan Kaminga was having a fantastic game of his own before fouling out in the fourth quarter, and the Warriors started the third quarter with a 19-0 run, which really proved to be the difference as the Warriors snap a three-game losing streak uh, and now pull three games ahead of the Utah Jazz. Gary Payton also made a nice return after uh, he only played six minutes yesterday. Played 27 tonight, solid defensively, adding 11 points. This is just all in all a great victory, Dub Nation. A well-deserved win and a well-needed win for morale purposes. As the Warriors improved to 48-25 and 25 on the year with nine games remaining in the season. We're going to break it all down tomorrow on Locked On Warriors. But again, a huge win uh, just for the simple reason that the team was sliding, morale was low, and with a short stat, short-handed team, Stephen Curry out, Klay Thompson out, Draymond Green out, Otto Porter Jr. out, Andre Iguodala, who might be coming back soon. We'll talk about that tomorrow as well, out. And despite that, the Warriors come away with the win in Miami, 118-104. Follow me on Twitter, Dog Surf Roadshow is my Twitter handle. And you can follow the Locked On Warriors Twitter account at Locked On Dubs. 
The Oklahoma City Thunder and the Orlando Magic played a game that seems like neither team wanted to win. Both teams fighting for draft position locked on Magic and Thunder recap this battle of tanking teams. Well, that was one of the worst ever wins in Thunder history. The Thunder beat the Magic 118 to 102, and they split the season series with Orlando after dropping Sunday's game. They hold out SGA in this one again with ankle soreness, but the Magic counteract that tanking move with sitting window Carter Jr., who dropped over 30 points last contest. The Thunder were led by Tail Maldon, and what does this all mean for the future of the squad? Find out on tonight's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. This is Philip Rossenreich, the host of Locked on Magic. You never like to be the team that another team ends a 10-game losing streak on, but you also don't like to be the team that accidentally wins a game that could screw your lottery odds up, but you also don't like to be the team that has its starters dominate the game and have a wild plus-minus differential between starters and bench players, but you don't like to be the team that celebrates losing. But you don't like to be the team that celebrates losing. I'm con- I'm confused. I'm confused what I'm supposed to think about this game as the Orlando Magic fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder, one eighteen to one hundred two. The Magic stay in position to have the top odds in the NBA draft lottery. Uh, they're second now, I believe, after Detroit to- after Detroit's win tonight, loss tonight. I don't I don't even know what's going on. Um, but the Magic lose. They probably could have won if they played their starters. All credit to Oklahoma City for going out there and winning the game and beating, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe not credit to them. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. That's it's that time of year, folks. One more coming up on Locked on Magic either way. The Los Angeles Lakers desperately in needs of wins right now, but they also need to get healthy before trying to make a run in the play-in tournament. Many players out on Wednesday locked on Lakers was just happy L.A. could keep it close against the Sixers. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked on Lakers podcast, and the Lakers lose 126-121 to the Sixers in L.A. No LeBron James dealing with lingering knee soreness after playing three games in four days. No Taylor Horton Tucker still dealing with that ankle, and Anthony Davis obviously still unavailable. But the Lakers made a really good game of this despite being so shorthanded. Russell Westbrook, after a brutal first half, rebounded nicely, 24 points, Nine rebounds, eight assists, seven turnovers, but only two of them were in the second half. Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, and Dwight Howard, all 20-plus points. Stanley Johnson, 13 points, eight assists, some really nice playmaking from Stanley Johnson. And this is a continuation of a recent trend where the Lakers, dare I say, have actually played really well and are starting to look like a team that if they can get everybody on the court reasonably healthy for a reasonable amount of time they're providing a little bit of optimism <laughs> crazier things have happened although i don't know how much crazier than that a lot more to get into so make sure that you are subscribing to the locked on lakers youtube channel and that you're making locked on lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts that's going to do it for this edition of locked on now nba thank you so much for making locked on now your first listen every single weekday make sure you check out locked on nba and your team's locked on podcast i'm kenani stevens this has been locked on now